Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. I invite you, as always, to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. And today, the church observes the birthday of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Scripture tells us the importance of this woman simply by telling us that she is the one who bore God in her womb, who brought forth to the world its one and only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we reflect on her today. We look at the gospel reading from Matthew. Let's put ourselves in the presence of God and uh, ask him in all things to lead us to the one to whom Mary gave birth, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we do thank you for the birth of your Son. As the one mediator between God and the human family, he had to be a member of the human family. As the one mediator between God and humanity, he had to take on a human nature, take on a human body and a human soul. He did that through choosing a mother, going through the journey in the womb and being born of her being manifested to the world on Christmas, being manifested again in his glory at the miracle of Cana and at his baptism in the Jordan. Lord God, we we praise you that we are followers of this word made flesh. We thank you, Lord God, that we have in him the forgiveness of our sins. We claim that forgiveness once again because each day, Lord, we need to repent further and deeper of all those acts and omissions by which we have offended you. Free us from sin. Free us from the deceitful power of temptation. Keep us on the path of holiness. Bless us now as we delve into your word and give us an appreciation of the one whom you chose as your earthly mother. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So Matthew's Gospel tells us in the first chapter. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
Well, brothers and sisters, we see in various times of Scripture and including in, um, in the New Testament, in the Gospel of Luke, when we have uh, Elizabeth uh, and Zechariah, her husband, being told about the great role that their son would play, John the Baptist, we see this, with various figures in the Old Testament as well. God speaking to the mother and saying, your son has a special mission for God's people. And then we see God's will manifested in that person and in that mission. This is the culmination of all those stories and all those interventions of God. And this one is the only one in which the actual conception of that child took place without human intervention, without the role of a biological father. This is the unique, the conception of Jesus Christ in the body of Mary. This is something that obviously shows the absolute uniqueness of Jesus as God himself, not just as a messenger of God, a servant of God, a prophet of God, but as God himself. So it is only Mary, chosen as his mother, who can say, my child is God. I bore God in my womb. Just that itself puts Mary in a unique category. She will bear a son. Now that phrase can be applied to every mother. But she will bear a son who is God can only be applied to one mother. And that's the mother that the church points to today. The virgin who will be with child. A unique intervention of God in human history. To do what? To reconcile us to him, to bring us the Savior. To, in fact, conquer the power of sin and death. To start a new humanity of people redeemed in the blood of Christ and filled with his spirit. The virgin shall be with child, and they shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. If God wants to show the human family how much he is with us, what better could he do than dwelling within the womb of a mother? Talk about being with us. There's no closer relationship between two human beings than a mother and her own child, unborn child. This is where God himself decides to dwell. Now God knows from all eternity exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. So in preparing for this, obviously, you know, when you go to the beginning of Matthew's gospel, just before the passage we just read, you have this long list of names, right, of all the genealogy of Jesus Christ. One of the reasons for having that in the scriptures is that we're recalling the fact that, yes, God had in mind throughout all those generations, throughout all those centuries, he had in mind exactly what he was going to do with Mary, with Jesus, with Christmas, with the Incarnation. And you, so you have uh, people like uh, David and Solomon. Uh, you have people uh, coming uh, before 
Christ, some of them better known than others, all of them sinners, some of them drastically so. And yet God stays faithful to his promise of bringing forth through this line of people uh, the Savior of the world. But what that means, too, is that he knew what he had in mind for Mary. And that's why the church honors and remembers her birth. Why was she born? Why was she created? We're all created simply as a manifestation of God's love, manifestation of His glory. But we're also each given a special mission to accomplish. The birth of Mary is an important moment in the salvation history of the world because now there comes to birth. We also celebrate her conception nine months earlier, December 8th. There comes into existence the person through whom God will take his humanity. Yeah, I mentioned in the prayer, you have one mediator between God and the human family, the man, Christ Jesus. Well, how did he be? If you're going to be a mediator, it's like you're, you're a bridge, right? You're a bridge connecting one body of land to another. Well, you have to have a foot in both worlds. So for Jesus to be the mediator, well, he's got to be God and he's also got to be human. How do you be human? Mary. You be human by being a God who creates a woman, then chooses her to be his mother, and then is conceived in the flesh without the intervention of a father, and then comes through that process of development that we all lived through in the womb. So we honor Mary, not as a separate source of salvation or grace, but as precisely the one who leads us to Jesus, precisely the one who points us to him, precisely the one who is the first recipient of so many of his special gifts and graces and his gospel. Imagine all the words of Jesus that Mary heard. You know, we analyze and long for every single word of Jesus that we can get. No words have been more studied, absorbed, prayed over, meditated on, analyzed than the words of Jesus Christ. They come to us here in the Gospels. Occasionally you see some other quotes of Jesus in other parts of the New Testament. These words are so precious to us. We have so many of them here. But, but it's just a fraction of all the things he said. But he was there growing up in Nazareth with Mary. Now Jesus was God right from the very beginning. So every word he spoke, even as a child, was the word of God. Who heard the most of these words? Mary did. Imagine how many Gospels could be written. What was Jesus saying to her when he was 5 and 10 and 15 and 20 years old? This is a special woman. This is someone that, whose life, whose birth, whose yes to the plan of God deserves our remembrance and our gratitude. Scripture itself affirms, as she says in the canticle to Mary, all generations will call me blessed. Why? 
because I said yes and I believed in the promise of God. I was confused, but I believed in the promise of God that through a conception that I, I didn't even have relations with a man, there would come about one who would save his people from their sins. Let's celebrate this birthday of Mary. Let's rejoice in the one that she brings us to, Christ her Son. Let us pray. Father, we come before you now with our needs. We ask for your grace and strength for all mothers who face the prospect of bearing a child but aren't sure they can do it. Free them, Lord God, from the temptation of abortion. Free them from any lack of confidence or lack of courage or lack of trust in your plan and your providence. Free them, Lord God, from anything that would lead them down that dark path of aborting their child. Free all of us. Free all of us from the temptations that afflict us. Continue to enable us today to grow in, in virtue. Enable us today to serve the needs of your people. Remember those needs, Lord God, whether they are hunger or thirst, loneliness, sorrow, and grief. Lord God, those of your people who are being persecuted for living their faith, we ask you to bless and strengthen them. We intercede for them. We intercede, Lord God, for those who are immersed in any kind of fear. Lord God, for those who need to make important decisions, those seeking to be married, who want to find the right person, those seeking to have children and maybe are, are struggling with infertility or other issues of when is the right time to have a child. Bring that wisdom that comes from your spirit. Bless our leaders, bless those who are running in the elections. Bless all that we do in your name and give us the grace and strength always to be faithful to you. And now we pray in the words that Jesus gave us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So friends, uh, thank you for joining me. You know, tomorrow is the National Day of Remembrance. Uh, years ago, I, having done many funerals for unborn children, I said, you know, we bury these children, we honor in the bright light of day, and these, these funerals should be public, not private, we honor in the bright light of day uh, the children who were killed under cover of darkness and secrecy and privacy. And I said, but we can't forget, we can't forget them once they're buried. We've got to go to the places and, and this helps people connect with their humanity. And so I 
went to some of my colleagues in the pro-life leadership and we began this National Day of Remembrance. Every year, second Saturday of September, go to rememberabortedchildren.org and see more about what this day is about and how you can participate in it. So thanks so much for being part of our work and part of our ministry. Support our ministry. ProLifeGift.org enables you to do so. You can just call us, 321-500-1000. We have a simple phone number, 321-500-1000. And we will talk to you soon. Where does this love begin? In our own family, in our own home. How does it begin? By praying together. Family that prays together stays together. And if you stay together, you will love one another as God loves each one of you. Today, the world, in the world, there's so much suffering because of that one of prayer, of unity in the family. So today, when we are together, let us make one strong resolution that we will bring prayer in our family, that we will teach our children to pray and pray with them. And you will see the joy and the love and the peace that will come into your hearts. Because the fruit of prayer is the deepening of faith. And the fruit of faith is love. And the fruit of love is service. And the fruit of service is peace. Works of love are works of peace. That is why let us bring the tender love of God in our families. Submit your prayer intentions. Obtain mass cards and a relic card at prayerintentions.org. has been the end abortion podcast to learn more to help end abortion and to connect with us on social media visit endabortion.net